Hello and welcome to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. On this special episode, I'm talking to Villa fan and Birmingham Live writer Pat Rowe. He's also behind the popular Twitter account at PGR underscore analytics. I started out by asking Pat what he'd made of Villa's season so far. It's good to be honest. I've been happy with it. It's obviously we had that we had a poor start with Watford, and I think you need to write that off to be honest, because we weren't up to pace. We had a disrupted pre-season, and it's, it wasn't ideal. But we've shown like with a fully fit squad now, like what we're capable of, and um, like the Everton performance. I think that's more of what we're going to see. We've shown we've got versatility. We're not just a one-trick pony. I think we just set up the wrong way against Spurs. I think it's a blip, but it doesn't like. I think. The momentum won't be uh, against us now, if you want to say that. But I've been fine with it. Like I think Ash said, Ashley Priest, seven out of ten. Like there's things you can work on, and there's things that you can take positives from. I don't think we've seen the true potential of the side yet either. No. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think we uh, we always just had to be patient coming into the season. You lose a massive talisman like Jack Grealish, and you know then a lot of new signings that are all going to have to take time to get to know each other. But you know, also something that's really changed, obviously, is our system now. So it appears that we t- we're playing a bit a three five two a five three two kind of hybrid whatever we want to call it. Uh, how do you think that's worked out for us so far? On the, like I'm going to mention again the other podcast that I do. It's I was the first. Like, I wasn't the first, obviously, but I said maybe against Chelsea when we f- were first going to trial it that it'd be a good idea. And I like the fact that we've got that option now. Like before, it was just like oh, we have this four three three formation on the four two three one, and it's all we can play. Like we have to play this against teams and. Teams start predicting it and they figure out how to deal with it. Like their game plan's easy. They just suit it around that. But now we've got the potential and the depth in the squad where you can you can change it for each side. And that's probably why I wanted us against Spurs. I wanted us to change it up a bit because the gaps for Son and Kane to work in do happen in the 3-5-2. So but then again, you're in good form in that formation. So if if he changes it to a four three three and we lose two one, still he gets the same criticism as he has for not changing it. So it's give and take, really. But yeah, I've I've liked the three five two. I've liked the ability of the fullbacks in it. I think first like few games, all we saw was Matty Cash, and then against Spurs, you saw a bit more of Matt Target going forward, and obviously he set up the goal. So yeah, I think there'll be a real uh, use in that formation going through the season. Yeah, I'd say Matty Cash didn't play too great at Spurs, but I think the previous three games to that, United, Chelsea in the Car- in Carabao Cup and uh, Everton, uh, he'd uh, looked um, like a player reborn almost in that formation. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I saw that you said um, you noticed that the Spurs goal, the second goal came about because there was so much space between Conser yeah. and Cash. Can you sort of elaborate on that a little bit? I think it's just the way, obviously, the when you've got the fullbacks, you're... They they have to push up as I can like to get the ball to the uh, strikers type thing. So there's always going to be a natural gap between like the wide centre backs and the full backs, and that's why like, I think Greenwood utilised it. I think Lukaku's first goal in the first half. I think he that was from the same space. And in previous games, I think it's been Twanzibi that dropped deep and he was trying to cover it. But obviously he didn't play in this game. I don't know if Horst can do the same job in that. He might have just been there for the aerial threat. But that's why I kind of said oh, it might not be a wise idea. But yeah, there was also space in front of Mings as well. It wasn't just Cash, but Cash, I don't think it was Cash's fault as such because it was just the, it's the way the formation works. 
Mm. But I just think it was the wrong formation to go with in that game, yeah. And do you think it would be a formation that he'll stick with going forward or do you think he's going to be more willing to change it up, you know, from game to game? Right. It depends on fitness of players, I think. I think if you've got Bailey back for the Wolves game, I think uh, packed out Villa Park, you need Bailey to mm. start that game, get people off the seats. But then again, Raul Jimenez is now firing and Huangi Chan is... He looks absolutely quality. So he might play the three at the back just to deal with those two strikers. So... It is a bit of an odd one, but that's I think that's the uh, the good thing about the season. Like you've got the options to even if we set up wrong in the first forty five minutes against Wolves, he can change it like he did against Watford and change the formation, change the system, and hopefully change the game. Yeah, because that was always a criticism I think we would all have as fans last season was that we was we were quite like while we had Grealish, you know. Um, God, I'm so sick of mentioning that name <laughs> still, but uh, you know, whilst we had him. Our formation and our team was very predictable and um, it was probably easier for teams to prepare for us, whereas now it does feel like Dean Smith can mix it up a bit more with the range of players and options he has. Um, but talking of like the options he has, he has two absolutely brilliant strikers in Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings. Now, they haven't really hit it off as a partnership yet. Uh, is that something do you think we would need to worry about at all? No, I don't, I'm not worried about it at all, to be honest. I think you've already seen a, like their individual qualities of showing through in games. Like obviously, Danny Ings has already won the Newcastle game for us with that goal. He set up Leon Bailey with that pass. And then he, he was involved. They were both involved in the build-up for the uh, Spurs goal. Like Danny Ings picks the ball up deep, which I think he has done. Like He's changed his positioning from the Chelsea game. He's picking it up a lot deeper. Opposite, he's not playing like with Ollie Watkins up top. He's playing off him, so going a bit deeper. So he picked it up, drove at the defense, dished off to Matt Target, and then Ollie Watkins has took the the ball away. So I think the the signs of like, the development are there. I don't think it's enough to panic with yet. But in the meantime, while they grow and get this chemistry, I think you might have to trial a four three three with just Watkins up top, maybe. Mm. But then again, there's signs that he's not fully fit yet. Like. He's averaging, I think, 13 pressures a game this year, and last season was 17. So oh, right. he might not be he might not be fully fit yet. So that's another thing you've got to take into account. And these are just all the things you got. In the coming weeks, we might get a better indication of the team. Really, mm. if you think if Villa went to a four-three-three, do you think it would be Watkins who would start overings, or do you think he'd put Watkins out on the left of a front three? Maybe I think he changed it with 10 minutes to go against Spurs, and he subbed off Ings and put Cameron Archer on the left wing. Yeah. So I think that's probably probably a hint that he's a bit reluctant, as we all assumed he would be, to push Watkins out wide. Mm. And I think Watkins just has more like the, the better qualities to play up top on his own. Like yeah. Ings at the start of the season, he went he went missing a bit when he was up top on his own. He's not used to playing up top on his own. I think it was 90% of the games of Southampton's games last season he played up with Shea Adams. So he he needs someone to play off with, and he drops deep. I think Watkins, with his hold at play and his pacing behind, I think he's just better suited playing up top. Yeah, he's a fan, he's really has just grown into such a great player, Watkins, um, particularly with the pressures he puts on, as, as you mentioned. But you know, another player that we've seen regularly this season uh, is Jacob Ramsey. Um, you know, one of our own, twenty years of age, starting in the uh, in the three in the middle. Um, you wrote an article that. Jacob Ramsey could ultimately save Villa millions in transfer fees. Uh, how so? I think he just looks every bit of a Premier League player. And at 20 years old, it's not rare because there's a lot of freaks that come out of like the academies that are across the world now. But 
I just think he he hasn't looked out of place at all in any single game he's he's played in. Like against Watford, he came on at half time, changed the game. I thought we obviously didn't get anything from it, but then against Newcastle, apart from the first five minutes where it was a bit of a intense atmosphere with the first home game at Villa Park, mm. and then I thought he was, he did fine in that game. Chelsea, I thought that um, is it Sal Chelsea's new signing? Yeah, absolutely ruined him in midfield. I thought he was the one of the best midfielders on the pitch. And uh, against United, a two hundred million pound midfield, he didn't look out of place. Could have scored if he didn't slip over. And I think he does need that little break. Just the first goal or the first assist that adds that bit to his game, and then his confidence will skyrocket if it isn't already there. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. He looks to me like a player who just needs a goal or an assist, and when it comes, he might grow into a player that we we probably can't even foresee ourselves just yet. Watching him every week, mm. I think he could get quite. a quite a lot better than he already is. Um, something I noticed when we I went to the Newcastle game and his um, something I love in, mid, in a really good midfielder is somebody where the play can all be going one way and they can turn very quickly and force it another direction. Yeah. And he does that. Yeah. Um, and then also when yeah. he drives and carries the ball with him, it just feels like that goal is coming. Yeah. And when it does, I think it's going to be an Not exciting that. moment. I like the way... Uh... Receives the ball on the half turn. Like, yeah. He's just always keen to drive forward and just get like into a bit of space. And his first touch looks assured. He's the way to pass, everything. There's been a mm. few chances for him to score. It just hasn't, he hasn't quite fallen for him yet. And I think that's the case for a lot of pe- people in the team, to be honest. Like, if you look through Danny Ings' highlights throughout his career, it's little balls popping around the box. Like I think he had a pop shot against Spurs on his left foot, spun mm. and hit it, and it just it got saved. On another day, it goes in. Another one, one a ball forced him in the corner, like from a corner or something, and then he taps that in or just something like that. Mm-hmm. We're not getting that much luck at the minute. So when it does start falling for us, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, totally agree with you. But another midfielder I wanted to talk about, you also wrote about an article about how Douglas Louise was Villa's statistical player of the month in September. Uh, could you kind of elaborate on that? I think he's just, so it was just the average rating I, I was taking from all the games of September. Yeah. But I think it's just in the games in September, he just thrived. Like, probably the most evident for me was um, the Everton game where he had an increased role. And Nakamba came in and he pushed forward. And it was it was a different sort for Villa fans to see him in a more attacking role. I think he had five key passes that game, he had the assist for cash. And you're just seeing his passing ability come into games a bit more now. Mm. Like this weekend wasn't his best performance by any stretch of the imagination, but he still had three three key passes in there. Yeah, I can't really remember them, but the stats are there saying they're there. And his his, like his set piece wasn't quite there this like that weekend, but he's getting there, and we're seeing a different Douglas Louise. And I think it might have been the international like summer he had with the Brazil national team or something, but. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of him. Yeah, he's probably, in my eyes, been one of our best players. I'd agree with that. Even at the Spurs game, I saw a few people criticising Louise in that game, but I actually thought that watching it, I thought and I thought most almost all of our players were off it uh, at Spurs, but uh, yeah. I thought Louise was actually one of our better players. Um, in, yeah. It looked quite confident. Best of the, the bad court. bunch. Yeah, yeah. But as, yeah, I saw your article and it said uh, in against Chelsea, Everton and United, he got two assists, eight key passes, 15 ground duels won, six times yeah. fouled, seven tackles. So, you know, the stats are there, as you say. Yeah, it's interesting with Louise because um, after the restart two seasons ago now, amazingly, he looked like a player who had just gone up levels and it was kind of exciting to see what he was going to do last season. It just felt there was a bit of a dip. 
Um, mm. But yeah, this year he does look like he's back to the Louise we all sort of started to really like uh, when we yeah. fought to stay up, basically. Yeah, I think it's it's the four two three one for me. I think that formation when you've got the two sitting midfielders of him and John McGinn, I think it just puts shackles on both of them. So you've seen a return to form for John McGinn in this season. And uh, I think you've seen a return to form for Louise as well. Yeah, I don't think any shock that's happened in a midfield three where there's less defensive responsibility for both of them. And even the five, five, three, two, the the three centre halves like a bit of a safety net for mm. them. Not much of a role that they need to do. Like obviously they come back and trap back and help, but the responsibility isn't solely on them to stop something. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. As you say, it's definitely benefited McGinn as well. He's looked a lot better this season, although it Spurs, like everybody else, he wasn't particularly great. But yeah, I mean, um, a player we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Emi Buendia. Now he's our he's our record signing. You know, a really class player. Where at the moment do you think he fits in? Like, how, how does how does he get into the side? It's difficult because he is he is quite a versatile player. Like, tracks back, does the defensive work. So maybe he could operate as like a Jacob Ramsey, like a like attacking midfielder mm. type player. But we haven't been playing the four through three, and I think that's that's not like his fault at all. Like it's just the way we wanted needed to set up these games. The formation worked, and you don't really want to change it. You can't play him a wing back because that's just a waste, really, isn't it? Yeah, probably a liability as well. Yeah. But uh, I thought I went to the Chelsea game in the cup, and it wasn't falling for him. I think he scored one effort over the bar, and the passing wasn't there. And I think he was taking set pieces as well, and it was over hit. It's probably a lack of match fitness as well. I think he had an injury to his hip and he went away with Argentina, had to quarantine, got his goal against Brentford, which that is the quality that we've spent £33 million on. But he hasn't had a chance to build on that really. Like he says it's been like interrupted so many times. So I think it's not time to panic with him like at all. Like a lot of players on the Villa team, I mean, it's not time to panic about Ings or Watkins or anything. But they just need a run of games like build up their fitness and build up with the system as well. Like it felt like he hasn't spent much team time with the team mm. and that showed with the uh, the set pieces especially. Like he was just overhitting them or they just weren't on the same wavelengths. Like he wouldn't pick out the run or he just completely looked for something different that they wanted to organise. So yeah, just time I think. No rush. Yeah, I'd agree. If he does come in for anybody, it might be similar to what happened at Spurs when Ramsey came off for him. So he might get a run of games at Ramsey's expense, possibly. Uh, he's, um, I don't know, yeah, against Manchester United when he came on for only the last sort of 15 minutes, I thought that was the sharpest he's actually looked for us so far. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's obviously a real player there. I just, it, he just hasn't had a much look, I think, so far yet, particularly with that Argentina quarantine thing. Now one of the most wanted men in Brazil, <laughs> him and Emmy Martinez. Um, but playing a back three at the moment, uh, you know, what, what do you think? What do you make of it? I think it's got its positives and its negatives. I, I'll, going forward, there's probably a limited amount that we can do with it. Like I think it took a, a moment of magic from Louise and Cash to unlock a, an Everton defence, and then following that, Everton had to come on to us, and like, we can break and Bailey's got space, etc. So it took 60 minutes, and I think up to that moment, it, people were probably getting quite frustrated. I don't like, apart from set pieces, I couldn't think of a real chance that we created against Manchester United. We had it like it's probably good about with like against teams that you're gonna counter attack with. Mm. So like once you can hit on the break, you can remain solid defensively, and then counter with the pace of Watkins, etc. But I think in games that you need to dominate, and like so if you go to Norwich or whatever, they're not in form. I don't think they've won a game yet or anything. 
But if you go there, I think you need to start playing the players like Bailey and Traore that can pick the ball at deep, drive, hurt teams, collapse defences and pick out a pass or just have a bit of a moment of magic. Like Cash and Target have been great, but if you're relying on them to be your main creative like service, it's probably limited to what they can do because they are defenders at the end of the day. Yeah, um, and I guess actually one more question here is uh, you mentioned Leon Bailey there. Uh, if if Smith did stick with the three five two, and Bailey's not fit for the Wolves game, for instance, who do, do you think Bailey comes in for Matt Target? I can't ever. I d- he did it against Everton, but I think he said he saw that no one was marking Target at all. Like, I think he might have picked up an injury as well, so it was just like this is the way the game's being played. I can identify weakness in their team and this is how I'm going to change it because Bailey doesn't have to do any of the defensive responsibility of a normal left-back. Mm. I can't ever see him opting for Bailey to be an out-and-out left-wing-back because I don't think he has... I, I think his pressing numbers for Leverkusen last year were like he wasn't one of the best. His tackles, right. I don't think he tracks back as much as like... I can't even think of a wing guy. I was about to say Chai Orway, but he's not, he's not <laughs> that good at it really either. <laughs> But uh, no, I can't see him ever being used as a wing-back unless it's just like Smith needs to go for the game completely. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's clearly plenty to work on, I think, in in the next few weeks. We still haven't had all of our new signings fit at the same time yet, really. So still quite a way to go. Um, It's just going to be patience at this season, I think, just while we work out what our best side really is. Yeah, definitely. All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. It's time to add a little bit of spice to this show, throw in some very hot flavors as we cover the controversial questions or get the creative juices flowing in this the spicy question today pat i'm asking you about a topic that has got villa fans riled up should esri concert get picked for england oh that's a big topic that big discussion um just on pure defensive ability i'd say yeah if i being an england fan myself obviously if he was at the back i'd feel completely confident in the team I, I, he rarely has a mistake in him he let, rarely lets the team down he's fast he's physical He's good in the air. He, his defensive IQ is just immense. And I just think he's he's definitely the best centre-back at the club and probably one of the best centre-halves in the league. Mm. I'm kind of glad that people aren't taking notice of it, to be honest, because I think Liverpool have rumoured to be one in him, but and he probably would sort their, like help them a lot. Him and Van Dijk would probably be quite solid. But I think there's one issue that um, Southgate looks at mainly that people kind of overlook. It's That's probably why he likes Mings quite a lot as well. It's the ability to progress the ball, just like dribbling or passing. Mm. So I think the large large responsibility of Villa falls on Mings to do that. I think he like leads the team in it pretty much. And he likes Maguire doing it, Stones doing it. I can't, I can't remember the other ones. Maybe Dunk. I think Dunk might be all right. Yeah. It was Dunk, right. But Kanza doesn't really do it. I think he has the capabilities to do it. I just don't think yeah. he has the role in this Villa side. So... I have no issues with him doing it. I never feel like nervous while he's on the ball or anything. Like He's completely capable on the ball, but he just doesn't have that role in the Villa side. So that's probably what's holding it back. And other than that, I can't think of a reason why he's not in that England squad, to be honest. But hmm. Southgate makes some odd decisions sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and has he still not been uh, dribbled past this season? I saw that was a stat. No. For 
after the like the game after I tweeted that start the United game. <laughs> So I was quite I was quite happy I got it out before that to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So who do you, do you know who it was who got past him? No, I can't remember. I don't remember seeing it. I just remember reading the stats the day after. But there's a few Villa players that haven't been dribbled past yet, so we still got a few. I think we've got Ashley Young and Hawes. Oh, fair enough. Well, it was uh, yeah. If I was to guess, I'd say possibly Mason Greenwood. He had a lot of space to run into in that game, and is a quality player. But yeah, it's um. I don't know how much you know about Ben Godfrey and Ben White, who are two players who seemingly are getting picked ahead of concert. Do you know much about them and why they might be picked ahead of concert? Ben White is probably quite good at progressing the ball as well because he's got the ability to play midfield as well. I think yeah. Southgate probably likes that versatility as well because he, he likes Eric Dyer for a while, didn't he? Yeah. He's the same. He could play CDM. He could play uh, centre-back. He likes the back three as well, so he's probably quite useful in that way, like a ball-playing centre-half. Hmm. That's the only thing that I can think of that's why he's preferring those players is they're a bit more of a ball playing centre half compared to Konza. But I don't know, it's one of those things. Yeah. I, just, I don't know why he never selects him. But I think it, once he does, it'll be a lot like the Villa, like him in the Villa squad. You just won't be able to get the top off him, to be honest. It'll be the number four or whatever it will be. Yeah. For the, uh, for Absolutely agree. I th- to, to be honest with you, like Konza, um, if. If I was to look at Villa and think, who would I most fear that like a kind of a a Chelsea or a City or someone might come in with a huge bid at some point in the near future? Conser's probably right at the top of my list, I think. There's so few centre-backs now who are, kind of have his sort of profile, I think. He's, as you said earlier, his game IQ is absolutely phenomenal. Just reads the game so well, like marks players out of the game. Um, and it, something interesting as well, I think about him is that sometimes when he's on the ball in a in a tight situation and there's a few opposition players around him, he never looks panicked. And he's on the ball. I actually think he looks quite a technically gifted player. And so I reckon if he was given more license to be a little bit more to carry the ball a bit more or even play CDM, I bet he could do it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think he, he can play right back. I think he did that for Charlton. I think he's even slotted in at left back for us a few times. He can, he's very versatile. I mean, yeah, he's like Tanzibi. I think they, they're both capable of playing CDM. Yeah. Wouldn't put it past them, to be honest. And the other thing, if he's in a tight situation, he, he's really good at just getting fouled. Like, he just has this like instinct to get fouled, just to relieve the pressure. And it's like, not many centre-halves do that. They kind of panic on the ball. And, but he's quite calm and collected, and it's quite nice to see. Yeah, spent a lot of time with Grealish then, I guess. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, a few I put this I put the tweet out a few weeks ago and quite a lot of uh, Villa fans responded to me saying that I actually don't want to see him get picked for England, uh, mm. just because of the experience of what happened last year, you know, with, with the, the guy who went to Man City. What what do you think about that? Would you be worried at all if he did get that England call up that suddenly he might be back in the shop window? It does seem to be a, a common thing through I mean I've I've not seen many Villa players play for England, but I've seen Barry, Young, Milner, mm-hmm. Downing. And uh, it seems to be a common theme that once they get in the England camp, they, their heads get turned a bit. But I don't know, it feels different with Mings. I don't think Mings' head would ever get turned. I don't think Kunz Con- is, I'm not sure. It always worries you. Like you had the, the boyhood club, obviously. You thought you could rely on that previously, but you obviously can't. And it's even worse when they they have no linked to the club other than the fact they employ them and they got signed by them so it's always a bit of a stress and you don't know what's going to happen but I don't know it feels a bit different this time Grealish was a different situation to these players I think 
this is these players like the owners don't need to sell or they'd never sell because they need to or whatever so I think I think he'd stay if he got caught up and I'd never I never panic or feel like uh, they shouldn't get called up if that makes sense yeah I think you're exactly right I think that what happened in the summer was a bit of a unique situation um and I, I'm much more confident than I've ever been in the owners we have now that we would be able to retain players that we would normally have lost before um, and they also, you know, they've put him on a new contract. I think it was just at the end of last season. So, mm-hmm. you know, not the contracts mean anything really, but uh, it's still, you know, a, a sign that at least he, when he signed it, he believed in the project yeah. going forward. And uh, you know, still young as well. Progress. So it's fine if we compete. I think this year is a good opportunity for it as well. Like you've got Leeds not doing that great. West Ham, a small squad the Europa League. Leicester City are form. No one really grabbing that eighth, seventh, sixth spot at the minute. I think Brentford are up there currently, and hopefully they fall off. But they look quite good at the minute, which is quite scary. But yeah, I think as long as we keep progressing, these players are going to believe in the project. And like I said, I think the rumours with Ollie Watkins came out today for um, Arsenal. They're interested in all that, yeah. Arsenal fan, but in terms of current moves, it's a bit of a sideways move. Move at best, like yeah. Arsenal aren't challenging for top four. I don't think like that they might not even get Europa this league uh, this year, so it is a sideways move. Yeah, it definitely feels like for the first. I mean, I've followed Villa since nineteen ninety two. Um, you know, five or six years old, and the, the first season I followed us, we came second in the Premier League. So, and then won the Coca Cola Cup soon after, and I thought, oh, Sporting Villa is all the best thing in the world, and it? it's easy, um, and barely won anything since. So. Um, this is probably the most exciting time it's been to be a Villa fan since I, I since even I mean if you think of the O'Neill era as a bit of a false dawn effectively um, I, th- I just feel this is a definitely a time to be excited as a Villa fan particularly mm-hmm. with like our youth team um, and then yeah just just the squad and the sort of the vibe it's like it's it's a it's a likable squad which is you know yeah. like it's, I like a lot of our characters and players and Dean Smith yeah. himself as well so you know. Um, I mean, ultimately, yes or no? Do you think Southgate should have picked Esri Conser? I do, yeah. Just on defensive ability, like I think he's better than any other English centre half in the league. I've wrote about it before. I thought he was my new target for a bit of propaganda because he, I just think he's the best option there. But obviously, Southgate has a plan, and it kind of works in the summer, just <laughs> yeah. about. But, yeah. yeah, so you can't really complain too much. That was our spicy question, and both Pat and I agree that Esri Concert should be picked for England. If you have an opinion on that, you can get in touch by emailing us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com, or you can get in touch through Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Okay, before you go, Pat, let's have a quick chat about Villa's next game. It's Wolves at Villa Park. How do you think Dean Smith will approach the match? It's a bit of a difficult one because I, I wish we could play him just a, before our Spurs game and before their their striker just got in form or their strikers just got in form. I'm not really sure. I haven't really looked at the stats regarding Wolves yet because of the break, but... Um, I think we might go five at the back again just to deal with the two strikers. But then again, he could, like I said, if Bailey's fit, go for a 4-3-3 and just go for it against them, like try and dominate the game. Hmm. 
I think packed out for the park will be a big factor. It always is, especially it's not a derby, but it's, it's probably as close as a derby you're going to get this season. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I never really like, oh, yeah, I'd love to beat Wolves. Obviously, I want to win every game, but it's not like a personal thing. Apart yeah. from my friend is a Wolves fan. That's <laughs> yeah. the only bit of bragging rights. But yeah, I do think we'll win, but it'll be a tough game, I think, because they're just hitting some good form. Yeah, they've uh, they tend to play a three four three. I've noticed recently, uh, and they've won the last two away games. And Jimenez looks like he's getting back at it, and he's yeah. just an absolutely yeah. brilliant striker. Um, but I guess one thing you know we we talked about was the space that Son had to run into when we played that three five two. And I guess if you look at Wolves, you know, could a player like Adama Traore or a Huang, for instance, could that? Could that be some uh, a point of concern? Could we leave a bit of space for those two guys to cause some real damage to us? Yeah, definitely. I think you have to acknowledge that. I'm not like I don't think Traore has been starting recently, but he could definitely yeah. be starting here. Like used to used to play for us. Obviously, he'll be up for it a bit. I think Villa fans have given him a bit of stick in the past. And Huangi, uh, Huang, his finishing is just ridiculous. So if you give him, let alone the pace he has, if you give him an ounce of space in the box, like, I think Son had like nine touches in the penalty area if you're giving Huang that that amount of time in the area I think he's going to punish us mm. no matter how good our keeper is like he can't do everything but um I think equal like we have to worry about them I think they'll be worrying about Leon Bailey coming back like no yeah. one really knows what he's going to do if he's fully fit and playing 90 minutes I think Watkins has now scored they'll probably be going oh Corky's yeah. off the mark now same yeah. thing that we are yeah. so yeah if they play a 3-4-3 hopefully we probably do match them again, so just hope our midfield's on in a bit better form this time. Yeah, we're we're just a, you know, one thing that's good for Villa at the moment, um, particularly, is how we're a hard team to prepare for. Um, it's hard to know exactly how we're going to line up. So they could have a game plan for our three five two, and then what do you know? Villa turn up and play four four two or something. You know, um, we have the players to do that. Yeah, I mean, it caught out. I think Chelsea. I know, I know, we lost three 0 and whatever. But in the first half of that game, I wrote Chelsea. Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it actually just finished about one of our ten chances in that half, and then I think Everton, um, Chelsea away again, and then United away. I think it. I think the three five two did cause a. You know, wasn't something that they were well prepared for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I think that's it's. Dean Smith has an opportunity to be quite um, adventurous um, and to throw a few curve balls at opposition teams. Mm-hmm. But I mean, also, uh, you know, looking at the season, um, what do you hope Villa, what do you think Villa should aim for this year and what do you hope to see um, ultimately by the end of the season? I always said, like, after you go through a massive change, like we did in the summer, like we've seen how when Benteke left and Delph left, how, how it affected the team. I think we've got like Rudy Casted in, et cetera. And, you can see how badly big changes and transfer windows can go for a team. Yeah. So it's it was for me it was like oh if we get tenth or eleventh and I'm happy with that season. But now we started and we've we've shown the potential of what we have. We can, we've shown how solid we can be defensively. We've shown how we've got people going forward that can that can hurt defenses. So if I think especially now I mentioned earlier about teams that aren't really grabbing their opportunity either at this point. So it is a real chance to get like a seventh or a sixth. I don't know what what place gets Europa Conference League, the one Spurs are in now. Yeah. But if you get that, then 
I think then it all changes if people win the cups, like the FA Cups and everything. So it, there's chances to get in there now, and I think it is a good opportunity. But then again, it's not a disaster if it doesn't happen because the club is in a, a little bit of a rebuild phase, and it's just it's time to be very positive. And like if if we come ninth or tenth, then it's fine. Like, hmm. it'd be a yeah. Lot <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree. I think realistically, I think a, a ninth might be. And I think I predicted before the season eighth was sort of where I'd I, I could see us getting, which which is you know over three seasons of growth in the Premier League. Considering we nearly went down on the last day a year and three months ago, um, it's not bad uh, improvement at all. Um, I guess last season my disappointment was that we were way ahead or well ahead of Leeds and Arsenal at one point and we allowed them to come back and yeah. overtake us. And I think it'd be it'd be quite a good thing for us, for our mentality, I think, to finish ahead of clubs like Arsenal and Leeds, yeah. I think, this season, if we could. Yeah, I think it's the run now. I think we've got Wolves, Arsenal, West Ham, Southampton. Mm. I think that's the run. So those are teams that... Like you said, you want to be finishing above. So this run, just like the last run that everyone said, oh, it's a really big run. This will decide our season. I think it's another cluster of games, which is going to be quite a good indication of like where the team is. Yeah, there's all onwards and upwards. Um, <laughs> but um, Pat, something I just want to ask as well before we go: um, where can we find your work, and uh, can you just let us know where we can find you online? Um, at PGR underscore analytics. On uh, Twitter, there's a link to all my work that I do at the Birmingham Live, and uh, I tweet pretty much daily and retweet all my uh, writing as well. It's mainly stats based, but yeah, on Twitter there. Yeah, at PGR underscore analytics. I can honestly say it's one of the best Villa Twitter accounts going. I regularly sort of go to see what uh, updates you have, Uh, really good insight into how the team's performing, and also. Best thing about it, it's funny. <laughs> uh, makes me laugh a lot, you know. So, uh, you know, there's all the good, all the best things of Twitter are all on that account. So, at PGR underscore analytics, uh, strongly recommend you follow that. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, Frankie Maguire. It's been great to have you on and it'd be good to chat again in future, Pat. Definitely. Thank you for having me. And goodbye from me. We'll be back soon. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa.